Yo, hey, what's up, everyone? Um, I don't expect this to be very long. Um, this is just more like, you know, I post all these ideas um, to the message boards and stuff like that during the season, during the off season, and I think I forget about some of the stuff. It gets lost in the shuffle, and then I'm like scrolling back trying to find stuff. And I figured if I just put it all out there in a podcast, you guys can take your time, listen to this whenever, January, February, really doesn't matter um, as long as you listen to this before draft season. Um, which obviously gives you a lot of time because today is October 9th. But I wanted to talk about a few of the changes that we're potentially looking at for next season. You know, nothing's finalized yet. I'll make final decisions on all this stuff, but I'd love to hear your feedback because a lot of this stuff has come from you guys saying stuff. But before we even talk about any of that, um, huge shout out to Matt Weller for winning the league. Um, I, I can't say I'm surprised. I think going into the draft he was the favorite coming out of the draft he was the favorite throughout the season he performed like the favorite and ultimately he won the league but it did not come without its challenges obviously John gave him a good fight um Brian was definitely not an easy opponent in the finals I mean you're, you're facing the presumably second best team in the league um and Brian's obviously a great manager who's going to make him sweat it out but ultimately uh he took the title but I updated the homepage. I tried to find a picture of Mike Trout with a trophy which is obviously pretty difficult um, but fortunately, he posed for GQ when he was much younger, from the looks of things, uh, pouring a gallon of milk into what looks like a trophy, although I have no idea where he got it from, because again, we're talking about Mike Trout here. Um, with that said, um, again, congratulations, Matt. He had a great draft. I think like that approach with all those extra picks is like the right approach. Like, Don't try to be flashy. Don't try to do something that's super crazy take players that are safe that elevate the floor of your team um and ultimately that's what matt did and and he won the league as a result um also congratulations to a lot of other guys um chris wentworth won my wild west league that a lot of you are in uh chris that's the second time he's won that league in it's three years he beat me um my team was so good all year and then just absolutely no showed uh in the championship so Congrats to Chris. Uh, none of you guys won fantasy baseballers. Um, I know a lot of you are in mix and mash. I won that league back in June. Um, that that league was a wrap. Uh, Game of Thrones, Chris Bliss. Congrats. Chris and I fought to a tie, which is just devastating uh, because Chris had the higher seed and well-deserved because he had a fantastic season in that league. Um, none of you guys won the show. Um I was able to get my revenge on Chris Bliss in Dynasty Dogs. I don't know how many of you guys are in there. Uh, and that pretty much summarizes the the private leagues on ESPN with you guys. So um, congratulations to the Chris's, Chris Wentworth and Chris Bliss, and all you guys um, for, for having a good season. Obviously, if you didn't win, hopefully you at least update, upgraded your keepers and all that good stuff. Uh, and speaking of keepers, transitioning here from congratulating the champions, especially Matt, um, into talking about next year. I put into the Discord where I'll post this as well, and I'll post this on the league homepage so we have it. Um, just a kind of detailed post about what we can expect for changes for next year. I know it's very early to talk about this. Like I said, some of us are getting ready for John's fantasy basketball draft. It's in an hour and a half that I'm super excited about. But um, my mind is always on baseball, like I said in the post. So a couple things. Um, trying to figure out that right balance that we've been we've been trying to figure this out all I don't know, 16 years or however long it's been since we started this league um, of the best way to approach draft pick trades. And I think what we saw this year was just par for the course. It, it's not like anything was out of the ordinary. 
in regards to picks being exchanged for players. I don't think there was anything like exceptional that was like, whoa, that's ridiculous or, or anything like that. But I do think we were getting to a point where like, we don't, I don't, I'll speak for myself. I don't want the last month of the season after the trade deadline to be like an eight team league with like eight other teams that are starting basically like prospects or platoon players at every position. Um, there's so much incentive to sell in our league and that's why I sold and that's why I'm going to definitely have a, a leg up in the draft with all the extra draft picks that I have. But even though I did it because obviously the rules kind of favor that approach if, if you're not going to win, um, I would like to begin to get away from that a little bit. At the same time, I don't want to completely prevent teams from getting assets when they're out of it or from teams that are in contention I don't want them to be unable to to buy or upgrade their roster. So what I suggested was essentially we have the same two-week window, meaning if the trade deadline is, you know, where it always is, you have the, the two weeks before the trade deadline, essentially, to make draft pick trades. Um, teams can only trade one 10th through 22nd round pick, and that's a true 10th. No other picks can be dealt in season. So in the offseason, you can deal your one through nine if you want to, um, but... And I, I should hesitate to say you're one through nine. I'm pretty sure we, we don't do those first three rounds, but you can deal your fourth through ninth. You have to look at the Constitution. I don't even remember what I wrote because we're in so much detail and technicality now that I, I have to look at it myself. But um, no other picks can be dealt during the season. So one tenth through 22nd round pick you can trade, which is not nothing. I mean, a tenth round pick is, is something. It's not going to net you, you know, Julio Urias and Mookie Betts like what I got this year for my first or whatever it was. Um, but it should get you something. Like if you're willing to part with that pick, you can upgrade your roster. Um, I did put in there teams can only acquire two picks at most, but I'm also okay with like getting rid of that. Like if you drafted so well and just had really bad luck and you have a lot of pieces that you can sell, I'm, I'm fine with getting rid of that rule for now though. I'm curious to hear your thoughts that teams can only acquire two picks at most. And then this last one's important. Only one non-kept non-drafted in the first eight rounds player can be involved in any pick deal that really really slims down the field of players that could be traded so much so that like that that means that there are players who could be on decent keeper contracts who you wouldn't want to trade away even if you were selling um, would be the most likely players to get dealt so I kind of like having that. I think it really makes it like only very specific circumstances where will a player get traded for a pick at least during the season. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of in favor of that, but again, I'm, I'm open to all suggestions here. Um, I also put in there, I said, if we combine that with an added playoff spot, I'm looking at sort of what the NFL did. We were like the NFL for a long time. Um, what I mean by that is like, you know, we were basically a conference where six teams would make the playoffs and two teams would get a bye. The NFL went to seven teams, make the playoffs. The first, only one seed gets the bye. And I'm thinking about doing the same thing. Um, and giving the first overall pick obviously instead of the seventh seed because that would be a playoff team now to the eighth the second overall pick to the ninth the third overall pick to the tenth um still have the year-long contest for the fourth i just i think that would still bring more competition it's it's another reason to not completely sell out um if you're out of it around the trade deadline um and i think there's a, a lot of a little bonus now if we implement these rules to to not selling and kind of fighting to the very end um, so let me know your thoughts on those things, guys. Um, it was Chris Wentworth that uh, aptly pointed out 
that during the postseason, like some really good players get dropped because teams have, you know, the Sunday roster crunch. And it's not really fair if no one else can pick up those players and now you've got really good players that can be added off of free agency just for playoff teams and use a 22nd round pick to keep them. Uh, If that happened this year, then it's not like I'm going to say you can't do that. I didn't have a rule for it. I didn't think of it, so that's my bad. But starting next year, we're going to make it so that any player dropped during the postseason, even if they're added off of free agency, their keeper value is still whatever it was before. Um, to kind of prevent that that issue uh, at the end of seasons, and and that allows us to keep the sunny gray rule in effect, which I think we need to do. So sorry for that dump of information, guys. I just wanted to get this all recorded and post it out. Once again, congrats to Matt Weller um, and Chris and Chris as well for their success this season. Um, I'll be checking in, and if you're in John's fantasy basketball draft tonight, I will see you there. Thanks, guys.